Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. We're so glad that you are here. You know, I never take for granted you. you I just never take you for granted. It's, it's just awesome to, to be with you every week. Today we're, um, we're doing, starting a brand new series called Christmas at the Movies. And, uh, oh, oh, look forward, I forgot to tell you, the connection card, I'll get in trouble here. Connection card. Please, everyone, fill this out. If you're our guest here today, this is what we want to tell you, that if you're our guest here today, we want you to know that we're not going to come to your house, uh, you know, we're just going to send you an email and say thank you for being here. But anyways, please fill that out, uh, all, everyone. So let me, like I said, we're starting a brand new series that I'm so excited about, that's why I jumped ahead. It's called Christmas at the Movies. And I love Christmas time. I just love it. And uh, matter of fact, our family will get together here in a couple weeks and watch the movie Elf together. Uh, that's one of our favorites to watch. But today we're going to, uh, we're, we're actually going to show you a clip of a movie called Home Alone. So, so just... well, we told me dead. Well, the reason we're doing that is because today we're kicking off uh, this series, as I said, but... We want to talk about Home Alone because Home Alone brings up the title of loneliness. And in this clip that you see in this movie, Kevin McAllister actually is a, is a kid about eight years old who is annoying, obnoxious, and his family's trying to get, to, uh, get together to go out of town and, uh, on, a, on a Christmas vacation. And so Kevin is getting on everybody else's nerves, so his mom says, Kevin, go to the room upstairs into the attic. And so Kevin says, you know what, I hate you, Mom, and says, also says, you know what, I wish I never had a family. And so the next morning, the family gets up to leave uh, hustle and bustle. They're running late to get to the airport. Well, they forget about Kevin upstairs, and he gets left home alone. And so today, you know, many of us feel like that we might be at home, but we feel a little lonely. And so we want to talk about this. And listen, loneliness is something that all of us feel from time to time. But the, the thing is that Christmas sometimes brings that out even more. Christmas sometimes highlights feelings of loneliness and other feelings as well that, that we sort of keep pinned down throughout the year. And so today we're going to learn how to deal with loneliness. Mother Teresa made a great statement about loneliness. This is what she said. She said, the biggest disease today is not leprosy or cancer. It is the feeling of being uncared for, unwanted, of being deserted and alone. That's a, that's a, that she said that's the greatest disease today, and, and I would agree with that. So my question to you today, before we get started, have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt that feeling of loneliness? Maybe it was when you was a kid, maybe it was when you was a teenager, maybe, maybe you know, it's been when you're a young adult, and, and maybe it's right now. And so we want to learn how to deal with this through the Christmas story. And so today, as we dive into it, the first Christmas that we have, we, it, it didn't, 
It's not like we all remembered in the church plays, you know, to where we look at cute little Mary and cute little Joseph and cute little Jesus. We think, oh, how wonderful this was, the first Christmas. I'm going to tell you, the first Christmas had a lot of loneliness in it. We're going to talk about that today through the eyes of Joseph. And so I want to share with you three truths to remember to help you overcome loneliness because we're all going to feel that. So if you have that, your uh, notes out, we'll get started. The first thing I want to share with you is a, is a key to overcoming loneliness is this. Would you write this down? God is with me when I feel hurt. When I feel hurt. This is so, so important. So, so important. Would you agree with me that when, when someone that you've loved and someone that you've trusted betrays your trust or your love or your confidence, doesn't it hurt bad? I mean, don't, don't, I mean, there is no hurt, I think, in the world like a hurt of a relationship. Especially from, you know, someone like a husband or wife or, or child or parents. I mean, it hurts. When they, you feel they betrayed you, it hurts so deeply. And when that hurt happens, you feel so alone. It feels so lonely. How could this happen to me? Well, we're going to get into the Christmas story here, and, and we're going to watch that Joseph experienced this, and he teaches us how to trust God. I know that God is with us when we are, we are hurt. So let's look on your outline, Matthew 1, 18 and 19. Look what it says. This is how the birth of Jesus, what? Came about. Let's say it again. I think there was three of us that caught those last two words. So this is how the birth of Jesus, what? came about. There we go. I'm glad to know the rest of you guys can read. That's good. <laughs> You're not laughing today. You're scaring me. Okay, thank you. So, uh, so what I want to say is, is, before we go any further, is that what he's about to tell us right here is the real story, okay? Many of us have got the, we've gotten the, uh, the, the, the church version of the musical or the play or the drama story and we got it all feels good, but the Bible says, no, this is how it started, all right? So here we go. Here it is. Are you ready for this? His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to who? To Joseph, all right. Now, let's read what's underlined together. You ready? Come on, let's read it. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Now, this is Joseph's version, Okay. Now, if, can you imagine, guys, that you've dated this lady, this young lady, and all of a sudden you have, you have not been with her in that kind of way. You know what I'm saying? You have preserved and you have saved and you like, no, we're waiting for that day. And then all of a sudden you find out that she is pregnant. I tell you if that, if that comes to you. Now, here's, here's the other line of that, guys. If she says, oh, and by the way, my baby is from God. Okay, how are you buying that? I'm serious. I'm, I'm like, so, see, we tried, we totally try to spiritualize the Bible so much that it becomes a fairy tale and it's not real. But this is real. That's what happened to Joseph. Mary comes to Joseph and says, hey, I'm, I'm pregnant. I've I got a baby inside of me. And, and Joseph, I want you to know that it's God's baby. So I want to tell you that part right there it says about the Holy Spirit. Joseph, Joseph didn't hear that. All he heard is, I'm pregnant. And all Joseph's thinking, I know it's not mine. 
Whose is it, right? And so, so you got to get, the, if you don't get the reality of these are real people, then you'll miss the real emotions of it and the help that it really can give you. So here we go. He goes on to say, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, you might want to circle that, a righteous man, and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly, okay? So can you imagine the hurt and the loneliness that Joseph felt when he felt betrayed by Mary? And that's exactly what he felt like. You've cheated on me. They were betrothed. That means that they basically had a contract to be married. That means that, you know, unlike our day, the deal was already done. They just hadn't had the wedding celebration yet, and they had not consummated the marriage yet. That's all that they liked. I mean, everything was done. All the bridal showers were done. Everything was done. And now, here, here it is, that, that she's pregnant and Joseph is hurting. He's, he, he don't understand it. He's like, what? how could you do this to me? He's mad. He's upset. And so the Bible says, because Joseph is a righteous man, because he's a righteous man, that means, that you know what? He's been praying about this wedding for a long time. He's like, God, send me the right person, Lord. Give me the right person, you know, come to my life. And then Mary's in his life, and he's excited about marrying the right person, right? And all of a sudden, she's with, uh, expecting a baby. In Joseph's mind, this is what's going through his mind, what goes through all of our minds when, when we're hurting, when we've been hurt by people that we love. Here's what goes through our mind. Where are you, God? Can you imagine? Joseph's been praying. I mean, they, this was going to be a righteous and holy wedding. It was going to be righteous. I mean, he was dedicated to God. I mean, like, you know, they prayed and prayed and prayed. And, and all of a sudden, you know, this happened. She's pregnant. God, where are you? And because Joseph was a righteous man, he was a righteous man, Joseph had two options of what to do because basically, by law, they were technically married to already. And, and, and so Joseph had two options. One option was that he could go out and publicly declare that Mary was an adulteress, that she had cheated on him. And if he went public with that, then they would have drug her out into the streets and they would have stoned her and killed her. She would have been executed. But because Joseph was a righteous man who loved Mary, who loved her so much, he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it quietly. What did that mean? Well, in their day and time, to get a divorce, all a man had to do was look at his wife and say, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. If he said it three times, they were legally divorced. There was no court case. And so because Joseph was a righteous man, he chose not to have Mary executed. He chose to have Mary quietly put away. I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. That was his choice. That's what he's going to do. Now, when we move into the next phase of this, what I want, let me say before I move on. Hurt and loneliness, when they come, they do spurn one question, and that is, where is God? Here's the other thing I want to tell you. Isn't it amazing when people that we love and people that we trust, when they hurt us and they betray us, isn't it amazing how we automatically sort of feel betrayed by God? Isn't it amazing? I mean, in, in our minds, aren't we really saying, God, where are you? God, you could have kept Mary from getting pregnant. You could have stopped her. You could have, and we feel betrayed by Almighty God, don't we? Okay, I guess I'm the only one. Yes, I do. Okay, amen, I'll go ahead. <laughs> we feel that way. 
And then the Bible goes into the next verse. Now, here's the, here's, so Joseph has got the news. We don't know. Mary must have, she might have been three months when we found out, when he found out. We don't know. But we do know that he had to consider this sometime because he had to figure out what he's going to do. Am I going to have her executed? Or I, I, and listen, believe you me, when you found out someone cheats on you and it's adultery, you want to have them executed. I mean, that's your first initial response is, okay, kill the person. Okay, I got a bunch of angels here today. I, I see the little halo. Just put them under your seat a minute, all right? And so, so, so they, they want to do that, but all of a sudden, you know, so he's got this time to ponder. So some time has passed. Joseph is spreading. He don't know what to do. And finally, he decides after praying and after saying, no, God, I don't want her killed. I'm going to put her away quietly. So he only saw those two options. Now, let's pick it up. Look what happens here. In, in Matthew 1 and 20, it says this. But after he considered this, what did he consider? Am I going to have her killed or am I going to put her away quietly? I don't know. I'm still up in the air, all right? An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your... Wow. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit and she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. And so when Joseph awakens from this dream, you know, he's been carrying this stress all the time, praying, God, why, 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 why? Joseph realizes that, listen, he'd never been alone when he felt heard that God was right there with him and God had never left him. God had never forsaken him. And in this dream, he had this dream. God gives him another option. So Joseph only seen the two options, but God gave him another option. And that was take Mary as your wife, Joseph. That's the option. Because what is in her is of me. This is of me. This is of me. Even though it doesn't seem right, it is of me. Take Mary as your wife. It was the third option. And that's what God does. And so Joseph, he'd been asking, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where are you, God? But when he woke up in this dream sometime later, again, the stress may have went on two or three months. We don't know. But when he woke up in this dream, he said, there's God. When God said, Joseph, take marriage your wife, he said, okay, God, you showed up, you're here. So it went from where's God to there's God, where's God, there's God, where's God, there's God, God, yes. Okay, God, I'll take her. That's my wife. And so what I want you to understand is God, didn't, God did not abandon Joseph in his hurt, and he will not abandon you. And you must understand that when you're hurting, that God will not abandon you. And the other thing I'd like to share with you is this verse, Deuteronomy 31 Look what it says. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. Now let's read what's underlined together. You ready? Come on. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I want you to go back and I want you to read that line again, this underline of Deuteronomy 31. And instead of using the word you, I want you to use the word me. Let's read it like that. You ready? Come on. He will never leave me nor... Come on, let's say that one more time. You ready? He will never leave me nor, nor forsake me. And you got to get that in your spirit no matter how you're hurting. So I have a next step for you. It's on the back of this connection card here. Look what it says. It says, I will ask God, what is my next step or what is my next move in this relationship? So here's the deal. Remember, Mary was a bad person. Joseph was a good guy. But Joseph, the good guy, had one more move to make that he didn't know about. Maybe your prayer this Christmas season is say, God, okay, it seems like it's all their fault, but Lord, is there anything else that I can do? Why don't you go ahead and ask God what your next move is?
Why don't you check that box so we can pray for you? Okay, number two. Let's write this down. You ready? So we're talking about the, the three truths to remember when you're overcoming loneliness. Number two is this, is God is with me when I feel overwhelmed. When I feel overwhelmed. Would you agree with me that it feels lonely when you're overwhelmed? And I just want to tell you something. Listen, all of our single parents here, single our single parents, our single moms that are parents, our single dads that are parents, I just want you to know that you're my heroes. Okay? You have taken uh, Superman's place and Wonder Woman's place. You're the hero. I don't know how you do it. I, I'm, just, I'm just amazed at you. I just want you to know that, that when I see you coming inside of my heart, I'm going, God, there's a great one. God, there's a great one. I'm not even kidding. Because it's so hard. And I know that there's times that you have to feel so overwhelmed. And I want to tell you something about Jeff. When Jeff gets overwhelmed, Jeff is not good to be around. Jeff is a pain in the backside. I mean, he, he's, he's what someone would say, irritable. Stressed out. When I get overwhelmed, I'm, like, I'm not easy to be, be around and, and, and I get tense and, and, and I get grouchy and I, I'm moody and all those things when I just get overwhelmed. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, there's three of us now. Right, amen. I'm glad my wife is not in this service or she would have amened me on when I said I get aggravated. So here we find again, Joseph, watch this, watch this with Joseph. Here we go. Joseph had just had that high-low moment, right? He was saying, where is God? Where is God? God shows up in the dream, and he said, there's God. There's God. Okay, God, this is your desire. And so Joseph's like, all right, he just got over that big news, right? Okay, they just went through that. The stress is off. Okay, this child is from you. I'm going to deal with all this public stuff I got to deal with. But God, okay, I'm good with you. Now watch what happens. Something else comes up. Luke 2 tells us, look what happened. The census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered. Uh, so all went to be registered. Everyone is in his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee. Let's read what's underlined. You ready? Out of the city of Nazareth into Judah to the city of David, which is called. So now he's got to go to Bethlehem because it says he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, who his betrothed wife. Who was with what? With child. Okay, so here we go. Now Mary is in her ninth month, ladies. Okay, get this, ninth month. And the, and the, and the government has said, you've got to go now. The deadline is now tax day. It's the 15th of the month. Hello. Tax day, April 15th. It's the, it's, it, the deadline has come. You have to go and go register. Now, here's the deal. They were in Nazareth, okay? And so they had to go to Bethlehem, all right? Now, that's an 80-mile journey. Okay, for you, you say, okay, 80 miles. Let's see. Well, 80 miles, that would be down. If you go down 75, that'd probably be down below Perry, Georgia, okay? Probably just a little bit about around there. Okay, no big deal. What? That's a, an hour and a half drive, hour and 45 minutes drive, down 75. We're good. But you've got to remember, there is not our day. Joseph did not have a Ford on the freeway. Joseph had a donkey. 
And he and his wife, that's the only method of transportation. So they had to go. Here she is, nine months pregnant. And they get the story. You've got to get the picture. Here they go. She's nine months pregnant. And, and they're having to make this journey 80 miles. If you were a fast walker, you could make it in four days. But if you're the person I'm sure that was with child and you have to help your wife along, it, it may be seven days. And so when they're traveling there, here's the deal. When they're traveling there, you picture this with me. Joseph's donkey is packed. It's not packed to carry Mary. It's packed to carry all their supplies. Why? Because they got to become these outdoorsmen now, right? They got to live in tents. They got to stop on the side of this little path. It's not a highway. It's a path. And they got to sleep there at night. He's trying to keep her warm, trying to keep her from getting sick. And they got this night air going on. It's crazy. And Joseph is overwhelmed. And I'm sure Joseph is beginning to say, okay, where are you, God? Right? And he begins to feel the loneliness of the moment. And here's the deal. Watch this. Watch this. And, you know, when Rhonda was, my wife was expecting our first child, we lived an hour away from the hospital. An hour away. And she began to have contractions. Okay, if you don't know what contraction is, that's like the most horrible pain in the world. How do I know? Because I've never heard her scream before. And she's like, ah! I'm like, and I'm driving like, okay, we're going to get there. I'm NASCAR in it, baby. Woo, woo, woo. You know, we're going to get there. Every time she goes, oh, I go, you know, faster. Now, Joseph has got Mary on this trail. They're going, and, and listen, they told me that if you want to expedite, if you want to get that child here on the due date, then Jeff, just go down a, a, a bumpy dirt road or something, you know? Have her walk up and down the stairs. And, and so I tried all of that, right? Well, Joseph, is, he's got Mary, and she's on a bumpy dirt road for 80 miles. She's on the back of a mule part of the time, being bounced around. And the closer they get, the closer they get to, to Bethlehem, guess what happens? Mary says, oh no, I'm having this pain I've never had before. Something's wrong with me. And she begins to go, oh, and Joseph speeds up the donkey. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. Come on, let's go, go. And so Joseph's rushing into town. He finally gets there. They finally get there. She's, she, every, every three to four minutes, she's saying, oh, it's another one. Oh, it's another one. He runs into the inn, which is like the hotel of their day, but they're all full. Why? You know why they're full? Because the government has said everybody's got to go through their hometown. They've got to go register. And everybody else had beat them there. And so Joseph goes in. He's, he's panicked. He's overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed. Why? Because Mary's about to have the baby. And he's like, I've got to have a place for my wife. She's going to have the baby. And everybody said, no room. And so Joseph is he's panicked, he's overwhelmed. What am I going to do? Where are you, God? Right? Where are you, God? This, this is supposed to be your son. Where are you? And so the only thing that Joseph could do is Mary's contractions get worse and worse. And she said, oh, Joseph, it's coming. It's coming. And so Joseph found a cave, which was a stable. He was, uh, the stable in their days was like a, a cave where the animals would get out of the weather. And so the only thing that Joseph could do was get her into to the stable. And, and there, there was hay. And, and there were urine. Uh, the animals had urinated all over the hay. And there was feces all around. But it's the only place that, that Joseph could get his wife and then just get her out of the weather. And then all of a sudden, he screamed, somebody help me. And someone comes in and the baby is born. Are you getting the picture? I mean, would you be overwhelmed? I'm like, when I was driving Rhonda to the hospital, I'm like, hey, we're coming in the emergency room. Get out of the way. 
But they found, they just found a, a stable. That's all they had. And he goes into the stable and Mary is giving birth to the baby and Joseph, he doesn't even hear anything that's going on. The, the person that's helping deliver the baby is saying, hand me this towel, hand me these rags. And that's all they have when the baby comes out. It's just leftover rags, someone's rags, someone's leftover blanket that they had on a donkey and they wrapped the child in that. And Joseph is just pacing, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where are you? Where I'm abandoned, I, 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 I'm helpless, I love her, and I, I don't want this baby to die. And here we are with this stinky urine all around, and these feces all around. This is no place for my wife. Where are you, God? Why has it come to this? Overwhelmed. But it's in those moments that we get overwhelmed that God's got a bigger plan. And I want to tell you, we pick this up. Look what happened in Luke. It says this. In Luke 2 and 8, it says, And when the shepherds were living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, let's read it out loud. Come on, you ready? But do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Look what happens. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. A manger is a horse's trough. It's an animal's trough that they eat out of. You're going to find a baby in the manger. And so get the picture. As these shepherds run into this cave, to this stable, they, they run into it and they see what's going on. Here's what they see. They see a little Mary and they see a little baby in a, in a horse's trough laying in a hay there. And they see this man pacing back and forth saying, where are you, God? Where are you, God? I can't believe he's doing this to me. I can't. Where are you? It stinks in here, God. It's, it's perverse in here, God. It's ugly in here, God. Where are you? You know what those shepherds did? When they walked into the, the cave, the little stable, they walked in, and the first thing they did was they bowed down. They said, whoa, he's the savior of the world. And Joseph is doing nothing but panting. He don't even see him. He didn't recognize him. He said, listen, where are you, God? Where are you, God? And one of them grabbed his little get, his robe, and they tucked on his robe, and they said, hey, man, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're asking, where is God? He's right there. There's God. There's God. You're saying, where's God? There's God. There's God. In the stable, there's God laying in the maid. There's God. And here's what I want to tell you. Here's what, when you're overwhelmed, listen, listen, listen. When you get to that point, because you will get there. You will get there. You will get there. Where are you, God? When you're overwhelmed by all that you have going on and all that's going on. Sometimes we have to have other people to point out God to us. You know, that's what I love about SEC. And you, every week you get that opportunity. Someone points out, there's God, there's God. And so that's what happens every, in our lives. I think, I thank God for the people in my life. The people in my life all these years that when I've gotten overwhelmed and I know what to do, I was overwhelmed with my family, overwhelmed with, with my job, overwhelmed with life. There was people that come to me and say, Jeff, Jeff, you're asking, where's God? But there's God. There he is. He hasn't left you. He's still here. 
People have to have that. And that's why I want to offer you the opportunity. I want to offer you the opportunity to be like the shepherds with me. And that's why, listen, next Saturday, next Saturday, we're going to be here at 930. And we're going to go out to our, our community. And we're going to go to these shopping centers. And we're going, to, we're going to pass out tape to them, scotch tape that they can wrap their gifts with. And we're going to give them a little card that invites them to our Christmas Eve service. You know what we're doing? Is that these people that are so lost right now, that, that are in a world that's so crazy and it's so pathetic and they're looking for hope. And what we're going to do is we're going to pass that out. And we're going to say, there's God. There's God. Don't you agree our world needs to know that there is a God right now? And so what I want to ask you to do is on the back of this connection card, I want you to check that box right there. It says Scotch Tape Giveaway next Saturday. I want us to go out and be the shepherds in the Christmas story and say there is a God because the world is looking for God right now. Would you agree with that? And all this going on in the media, everybody says what, the world's gone crazy, but there is a God. And we're going to point at that. So listen, I don't see any of you marking, so I'm, I'm looking at you. I need you. Don't make me go by myself. <laughs> don't make me stand over there by myself. I've got 2,000 rolls of tape I've got to give out here today. And I want you to go with me. And I believe that you will. So check that box so I know that I can count on you. Okay. Number three. Would you write this down? Three things, three truths actually to remember when overcome by loneliness. The third one is this is God is with me when I am afraid. God is with me when I'm afraid, when I feel afraid. You know, I, I, I did some reading this week to find out about fears, because we all have fears. Every one of us in here, have, we have something that bothers us. Do you know I read this week that some people are afraid of, of like air blowing on them, a draft. Do you know that? They're, they're like, that freaks them out. I found this out too, that some people are afraid of teeth. I'm like, how do they brush them if they're afraid of them? I don't know. But anyways, I shouldn't make fun because some people are afraid of hairy people. Now, I can understand that one. <laughs> Nothing like a woolly booger, right? <laughs> I read also that some people are afraid of bald people. You know, I got to say that. Boo! If you leave, we're thinking that's you right now, right? We see in this story fear. The fear is this. Okay, so now again, here we go. So Joseph gets through that. Shepherd point out there's God. Okay, he celebrates. Whoa, they get through that. Remember, they got through, they, they got through the, the engagement uh, that she's pregnant, okay? They got through that. God showed up. Okay, there's God. Where's God? There's God. Okay, okay, the angel comes. All right, then they get to, they get to Bethlehem, and, and there's like, where's God? The shepherds show up, right? They show up and say, there's God, and they help them get situated. And then about a year and a half later, these wise men show up. And they give them these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which were very, very expensive gifts. And the Bible says that when they leave, something else happens. Another turn happens. And Joseph's like, come on, man. Look what happens. Matthew 2, it says this. And when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. Would you read what's underlined with me? You ready? Come on. Herod is going to search for the child to, to kill him. 
So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night. He left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. Now Herod was a, was a, was a very uh, insecure ruler. He actually had many of his siblings killed. He had uh, his, some of his children killed. He had a, a wife killed because he was insecure. He thought they were trying to take his throne. And so when the wise men had said, hey, do you know about this king of the Jews? He said, no, but when you find him, come and tell me. Why do you want to tell him? So they go and kill him. Well, since they didn't go back and tell him, then he just went and had a, a, a verdict handed down that every child in that region that was two years old or under was to be murdered. And so Joseph knew they had to get out of there. The angel told him, get out of there. He knew that they would be killed as well. And so this time, instead of Joseph saying, instead of Joseph saying, where are you, God? Where are you, God? You know what he said? He, he got up from that dream. He said, Mary, 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 don't you know this? Mary, those wise men that come to give us all these treasures that are so valuable, that give us resources, the reason they did that, Mary, is because that was God. That was God, Mary. What, that blessing that happened, that didn't just happen. That was God. So now we got the money to go to get out of here because Herod's going to try to kill the baby. And so we can go because that was God that sent the gifts. Joseph began to recognize God. You see what I'm talking about? How about you? Some of the good things that's happened in your life, and you recognize that was God. Because we all have these fears, there's many times that we, we're afraid. And we want mama. <laughs> I tell you, ladies, I tell you, your, man, your husband would never say he wanted mama. But when he gets sick, doesn't he act like a baby? Okay, okay, just look this way, all right? Just look this way. There's something about that. I don't know. There's something about when I get sick. You know, when I get sick, like Ron is like, well, I got to go. I'm like, you got to go. Why you got to go? Why you got to go? Can't you see I'm dying here? I mean, like, I'm dying. It's like, Jeff, you just got a virus. You'll be okay. I'm like, no, I'm dying. There's something about the presence of a parent when you're afraid. We find this in our movie as well, Home Alone. Would you watch this clip? Many of us today <clears throat> have been crying, God, where are you? Where are you? And just like Kevin could not see his mom on Christmas morning, there was that panic until he finally turned and realized that she was there. I have a promise for you. It's not from me. I'm just delivering the promise to you in case you've missed it. In your Bible, look what it says. In Matthew 1 and 23, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him what? Come on, shout out. What would they call him? Emmanuel, which means what? What does it mean? What does it mean? God with us. It's God with us. God with us. Would you look at me right now? I wish I could look every one of you in the eye. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's God with us. God with you, right now. God with you, He's 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 with you. God is with you. You may be like God, you may be like Joseph. Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Because you feel like you're walking around in a mess. 
Everything stinks around you. God says, I'm with you. Today, 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 today. This Christmas season, I want to tell you Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You know why? Because Christmas is all about God coming and being with us, right? And so I want to say Merry Christmas because He's here. God, God is here. He's with you. He's with you and He's with you. And so today, if you don't know Him, if you've not received Him in your life, today's the day you do that. Today's the day you say, God, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you. Today, to help you do that, we have a prayer inside of our program that you can pray. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to run. You don't have to do anything. But you pray that prayer, my friend, and you say, God, this is me. He's going to come in and change your life. And then we just want you to check that box on the back of this card and say, I pray the prayer to become a Christ follower so that we can pray for you. Okay, let me talk to everybody else. I know what it's like to have deep hurts in my life. I know what it's like to have a child turn against you. I know what it's like to have a parent not be who they say they were. I know what it's like to go through the trenches of almost financial loss. I know what it's like to have to have a brother die and leave this world. I know that. I know the loneliness. I know. I know what it's like to have people that you believed in and you've given your sweat, blood, sweat, and tears for to turn away and walk away from you. I know. And I want to tell you the secret that I found in those times. The only way I'm standing here, the only way I'm standing here is that God gave me this verse and I'm going to give it to you today. You ready? Psalms 34, 18. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the promise for you today. Because some of you are hurting so bad, you're going to miss Christmas. You're going to miss it. you got to get this. You ready? Here it is. It says, the Lord is close to who? 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 The brokenhearted. He's close to the broken. And he saves those who are what? Crushed in spirit. He does. You may be mad at him right now. You may, your world may be broken and you may be broken on the inside. You're just mad. You're saying, God, where are you? If you love me, this wouldn't happen. God, I don't even like you. I hate you. Guess what? Because he's bigger than you. He's greater than you. You can't run him off. You can't shut him out. You can't scare him to death. No, you can't because he says, hello, Emmanuel, God is with us. And he says, even when you're brokenhearted and you crush the spirit, I'm going to be closer to you than you can ever imagine. You can't get rid of me no matter how mad you get. I'm right there with you. He's right here with you. Would you stand with me? Let me pray for you today. Hallelujah. God is not just for us. He is with us. Not just with us, he is born. Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of your son, Jesus, I ask you to just come down. Lord, 
in a way right now that there's people in this room, oh God, that are just questing off. They're saying, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Because they're hurting, because they're overwhelmed, because they're afraid. But God, today you're saying, Merry Christmas, everybody, because you're here right now. You're here right now. Lord, open up their hearts. Open up their minds. Holy Spirit, right now, just sweep over us and let us know that you're here, oh God, and you're here to save and rescue and comfort, oh Lord, and you, oh God, are going to see us through. Lord, we open up our hearts right now. In Jesus' name. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.